welcome to the Iowa Innovation Podcast, powered by Nuboco. This is the show where we talk to leaders in innovation, education, and entrepreneurship. I'm Anthony Betters. Hey, and I'm Jessica Abdoni, and today's guest is Kareem Malik, the director of the Virtual Soldier Research Program at the University of Iowa, as well as Major General Retired Stuart Wallace. And today we're going to talk about the Virtual Soldier Program and its potential impact on the world. We're also going to talk about why a retired Major General, which he's a cool guy, returned to work on this specific project. And why Anthony thinks iRobot's going to become real. Yes, I, I really think it's going to happen. So with that, let's innovate, Iowa. Could you just kind of tell me about yourself and also your career? Sure. So Kareem Malik, uh, University of Iowa, professor in engineering, and I direct a, a research center called the Iowa Technology Institute. It's about 150 people. Um, we do research, modeling, simulation is our expertise. Uh, we try to focus on applied research, and we do a lot of tech transfer, which means some of the technology that matures, we also transition into companies. Okay, nice. And so what I'm also curious about is how did you kind of make your way into this project or doing your research? You, you mean the virtual soldier? Yes, sir. Um, so my background is in robotics. That's my expertise. And uh, many years ago, I used to design robots, robot arms, do a lot of math uh, that would enable the robots to move around and, and grab things and so on. And I went and presented to a human simulation conference where um, there was a need to um, use a lot of that math. And so all of a sudden, I got a lot of interest from uh, companies and the military saying that we understand what you're doing if you could also expand the ARM uh, mathematics and applied uh, simulation that we do into a whole body, mm-hmm. uh, that would be great. And so that was the initial idea of what Santos was all about. Right. So the virtual soldier's name is Santos. Yes. So there's Santos, and it's just a fictitious name uh, that represents the entire environment. And there's a Sophia, which is the female version as well. So okay. for those who aren't familiar with the Virtual Soldier Program, could you explain that too? Yeah, I, I would summarize it as... Um, Imagine uh, a human being that lives inside a computer and you ask the human being to do things for you, to test things for you. And as they do that, they can tell you back whether it's possible or not. So an example would be, hey, Santos, carry this box. Uh, This box is 120 pounds, but today you're a 20-year-old African-American. Here's your body weight. Here's your height go ahead and try to carry the box, and Santos will try. And then if he cannot, he'll tell you, I'm sorry, you can't ask me to do this. My stress on my back is significantly more than I can do. Hmm. Mm. And so that that's what started really the, the virtual soldier early on. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And so uh, have you kind of... So you kind of tell me about your experience with this. Have you like traveled the world with Virtual Soldier or is this something that is just based in Iowa and people come to Iowa and kind of see, of course, the research that the University of Iowa is doing? Um, So it started at the university um, at some point. I had a big team, about 50 people, uh, just working on creating computer programs 
um, and math all in the background, physics and physiology. And it takes a lot of people to, to create human life on a computer. And so uh, many years ago, we started here at the university and it became a real uh, program that can be uh, deployed anywhere. And so today, the US Army, the US Marines, a lot of car companies uh, like Ford and GM and Chrysler use the software to analyze things. Okay. And so an example would be uh, an assembly line uh, in Detroit where, as you can imagine, a lot of people on the assembly line do things and sometimes um, they get injured. And so to identify these injuries, to simulate before they can uh, get mm. injured, we deploy Santos, people use it, and all of this is virtual. So it's called the virtual soldier because it's all on the computer and you, you test things before they are made uh, with the understanding and the hope that it would identify for you things that uh, could potentially lead to uh, injuries or um, any sort of ergonomic human factors as well as uh, performance. For issues. sure. And so I don't know about you, Jessica, but I, I'm curious if this could be implemented um, Potentially, like in the insurance world, of course, outside of uh, it being, of course, in the army and the, well, the military, uh, have has that ever been thought? You know, it's a great question, and and yes. Uh, so there's some insurance companies that have used hmm. Santos or a derivative of the technology uh, to assess, for example, falls. Mm-hmm. And so if you know you go to court and somebody wants to sue somebody because the cause of the fall has to be identified. Mm-hmm. And so what a better way of simulating all of this and allowing the computer with all of the artificial intelligence and the physiology and the medical component all together come and tell you why the person fell. Right. What was the friction coefficient on, on the floor? What was the person holding, uh, for example, the rail? Was it high enough, low enough? So it, you, you can simulate all of this inside a computer to determine whether the fall uh, was, you know, the person's cause or uh, the environment. So you talk wow. about we went from something as, as simple as a fall then to Santos and Sophia. Can they, what is like kind of your maximum or limit of like a larger scale project that you're working on right now? I saw kind of um, there was a, a helicopter kind of recreation about or like moving patients from battlefield if they're injured and how to safely get them out. Um, so are there larger scale projects that you're working on besides just, it, not just, like that's incredible. I'm not just <laughs> belittling your work here by going, oh, just falls. But there seems to be a very quite large scale kind of um, programs right now with the virtual soldier. Yeah, I'll tell you about two. Uh, specifically with the U.S. Army. One, uh, so imagine an environment where you can bring in a new weapon. Mm -hmm. The weapon is not designed. It's only on the computer. And um, the weapon uh, designers have identified all the issues in terms of size and weight and munition, Mm -hmm. range, lethality, all of that. And they want to test that weapon before it's made. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of cutting metal, um, 
making a thousand variation of that weapon and bringing a thousand soldiers to test the weapon, mm -hmm. which would take years and years, you can uh, give it to Santos and say, again, you choose the body type, you choose the, uh, the weight, everything, you design your human and you give it the weapon and then you say, go ahead and, and tell me how you feel. Can you fire? Can you walk for 16 miles while, while carrying the weapon? Mm -hmm. What's your hydration level? What's your energy requirements? And so all of these items can be simulated inside a computer, uh, therefore you know, re reducing cost and time of making something. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're working with the U.S. Army to do just that. Okay, and while working with the U.S. Army, you have to have those connections to be able to talk to and be able to get into um, those uh, generals that, are, that, that you would say, right, for the virtual soldier. And so with that, we do have somebody that somewhat makes those connections. Stuart is. And his, <laughs> and this is his first podcast, and his name is General Stuart. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Thank good. you. Good. And so uh, what I'm curious about, I'm also curious about yourself. We heard a little bit off off mic about uh, about who you are, but could you talk about your involvement in Virtual Soldier? Sure. I uh, When I retired from the Army, I went to work for a defense contractor for 16 years, and then I retired from that and uh, came back to Iowa City and met Kareem. Uh, and uh, we got to talking, and he asked me if uh, I would help them uh, with the Virtual Soldier program, and so I agreed to do that. That's how I got connected with it. And um, so I just asked, I do whatever he asked me to do, basically. There you go. I, I if, I, if I can interject it, just to clarify. Yeah, I feel like that was, there's a deeper story yeah, here. Yeah, there is a deeper story. <laughs> so uh, General Wallace is just an incredible uh, person. And to, to make it clear, uh, he donates his time to the University of Iowa. He's mm -hmm. an Iowa um, kid who grew up in the state, but also uh, graduated from the University of Iowa and came back and, and just wanted to help. And one thing led to the other. I was honored to uh, have met him. And ever since, it's been many years now, he's just helped us uh, tremendously. It's very different than when Kareem from the University of Iowa calls the Pentagon versus General Wallace yes. calling and connecting us to the right people. All right. So, so you he, tend to go to voicemail and Stuart doesn't? Like when you call the Pentagon? Uh, yeah. They don't even give it to <laughs> They don't even pick you up. <laughs> yep. This is a scam call. Yeah. But no, that is, that is so cool. Because um, I consider myself, of course, like a connector. But you're a connector on another level. And that is amazing, uh, especially having, I don't know, I can just see myself just being a spy right now. But of course, you know, I don't I'm not a spy. I think spies will say on a podcast that they're a spy. I think that was like the first <laughs> test that you well, failed there. Well, I don't, well, who knows? They actually might just to throw somebody off. Okay. I know, we're off topic. We're very off topic. <laughs> That's incredible. Why? Just like like typical Iowan, you can't take a compliment, though. I could see Stuart was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that big a deal, and it's a good way. Oh, for, right, yeah. It was a good way for me to give back to the university. You know, I, you know, lots of people have lots of money and donate money and mm -hmm. get buildings built and that kind of stuff. But you know, I, I didn't have the opportunity to make a lot of money because I was in the army. And so I, when Kareem talked to me, he wanted to hire me, and I said I didn't really want to work for anybody anymore, but I mm -hmm. would be happy to do something like that. So that's sort of the way I can give back to the university and the state that raised me so uh, I mean it's it's I'm win it's a win-win for me 
how like incredible because you were talking about your past with being uh, deployed and you thought it was only going to be four years and then because you wanted to do something in business but you kind of made a career out of out of um, being in the army so with now we're t- working with the virtual soldier program it must be kind of a full circle moment but do you often look back and think wow of like the kind of jump sleeps and bounds since when you first oh yeah the, the, the growth in technology is incredible uh we never when i was first came in the army we never we did we, we never would have talked about uh, simulators or or human simulator in particular uh simulations have been developing throughout my entire career but you know, we had simulations for uh, tank gunnery. You have simulations for aircraft pilots and things like that. But uh, when I saw Santos, I thought, man, this this is a quantum leap forward in mm-hmm. terms of the ability. And one of the things that d- don't come out very uh, really impressed me is that you can take Santos or Sophia and you can make them look exactly like you or mm-hmm. you or whatever you want. And so you know, from a from a military standpoint, uh, a squad leader could take his actual people, replicate them totally, in with Santos models, and then maneuver that unit around in the computer, and never have to have his soldiers be anywhere around. So you don't waste soldiers' time. It's a cheap way to run plan, make plans, and do that kind of thing. And it blew me away when I first saw it because we didn't, we've never had anything like that. This is five years, six years ago. We never had anything like that when I was coming up to the ranks. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, I remember AI, obviously AI is a big hot topic right now with ChatGPT and, you know, AI being used in multiple fields. And the, I think he was the creator of, or like one of the runners of ChatGPT, who was like, he had an interview and he said, um, like, are you, like, why are you the best to run it? And he's like, because I'm afraid of it and I'm afraid of how far it can go. Um, and I think that's the best person for the job who is excited but also apprehensive. So are you kind of, when you look at what you're doing, do you ever have, like, that apprehension going, we've kind of gone too far or this could be seen as kind of not a weapon but something negative if it's in the wrong hands? Um, could you, just because there's a lot of, people are very nervous about how far technology can go. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, there's there's negative and positive to all technology. I, I think when computers just came about many, many years ago, people were worried that computers would take over and, you know, and do all of our jobs. I think AI is very similar. It's mm-hmm. just another uh, round. It can be used in a negative manner, but I, I believe and, and will always maintain that uh, you know, evil will not win. I think it's it will be used um, by so many good things for so many good things. It will help people in in many many aspects of life that we don't even we can't even think about. You know, for our own program, we use AI. We don't develop AI. We're not we're not developers of the technology. We are users, heavy users of the. AI technology inside Santos uh, and all around. I, I can give you an example. Um, as a byproduct of um, the Santos work with, with the military, it was a U.S. Marines project. We created a camera that can uh, look at anybody walking and identify their posture, mm-hmm. what they're carrying, that has led to 
identification of a gun. Mm. So now imagine, um, you know, a, a bad person with bad intent uh, approaching a school carrying a gun. The camera that we uh, created with the AI technology behind it would identify the gun very quickly, but also the posture of the person, whether they're uh, aggressive posture, their behavior, and inform somebody very quickly. They send a picture. Uh, so that became a company, a successful company. Wow. And so what some of this is reminding me of is reminding me of just being very sci-fi-ish, like the different movies that I've seen. Um, and even now that I think about it, like in some Asian countries, I feel as though they've developed those to put those in cameras to kind of motion detect, or instead of you using your car to um, go to the bus, they use your facial recognition. Um, and so, of course, I feel as though they've always been on the, the edge of the AI scene or just the technology scene. Um, but whenever you think about the innovation of the virtual soldier, who is actually over that? And do you have any input on, of course, what should be innovated to making the virtual soldier better? You know, that's a great question. It I think it it's always more of a need that shows up and we need to find a solution for that need. It's a lot less a bunch of people sitting in a room saying, hey, what, what are we gonna create that would look cool for people? Or it's much more, we have a problem, let's try to solve that problem. And as a result of that, some, um, some technologies come out and then we pursue those a little bit more, hmm. so. Okay. Yeah, and another example, still, still on the same camera uh, business, is the idea of the camera watching you. And I think there's a lot of a lot of it uh, today. You you go to a gym, and typically you hire a coach uh, for a few sessions to give you better uh, feedback about how you're performing. Mm -hmm. Well, now with that same camera, because we're able to look at your posture and what you're doing and your motion. The camera is able to to provide you with a lot more feedback on your own. So you put your iPhone or, or uh, any device, it looks at you and it gives you uh, immediate feedback whether you're doing the motion right or not. Mm. So. so who has um who have you brought in with this with uh, this project? Uh, with like we kind of brought up earlier that you know you work from the University of Iowa and you're a professor, which I just think is just would be the coolest if there was like just a class to take where you could just watch you like just have a day being spent and watching this would be incredible. Um, but when you said obviously the Pentagon calling the, you just kind of dropped that in there about how you call the Pentagon. I'd like to know their number, you know, <laughs> is it just a number or is it like a cypher? Hey, like, this is getting just too top secret here. I don't know if I we can go this far. I just always wanted to know if you just accidentally <laughs> type in a couple numbers and you just accidentally call the Pentagon. <laughs> I just wanted to know that. But, um, do you have like do you are you sent out to places uh to with with the virtual soldier or do you bring people in like who do you collaborate with the most when it comes to this project we, we do both i mean we so in terms of research and development we do it mostly at the university of iowa mm -hmm. we have a bunch of labs uh that enable us to create the technology but in terms of projects uh and the funding behind the projects we try to approach companies or sometimes companies approach us mm -hmm. and they say, hey, we have a problem. Uh, we believe the virtual soldier program may be able to help with that. 
And so it's it's mutual. Mm -hmm. I'd say we, you know, sometimes General Wallace and I travel the country. We go to Fort Benning or uh, Fort Belvoir or, mm -hmm. you know, any of the military bases. We show what we have because sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of it is education, just mm -hmm. informing them that you have the capability, use it. It may save you a lot of time and, and money. Do you have a, a real-life story of uh, how it has saved or helped someone in that in the field, uh, like with the army at all, because uh, you you were talking about how it could save time, uh, like energy and money and cost. But like, have you ever have you had people who young soldiers that have come back and gone, oh, this has saved, you know, us in this situation or helped us in like. Have you had those kind of stories come back to you? I can tell you a story. For example, it's not. I'll. I'll steer away from the military in this particular no, case. No, of course, yeah. I'll tell you a story about uh, a car company, very, mm. very large. And they've used uh, the software, the program, the virtual yeah. soldier, we call it digital human sometimes, in the design of their vehicles mm -hmm. uh, way up front. Mm -hmm. And so to, to give you an idea, it takes a long, long time to you know, come up with a concept of a car mm -hmm. all the way until you actually cut metal and you put it all together. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money and time. And so if you can reduce that cycle, mm -hmm. uh, instead of one year, for example, if you can make it in uh, seven months, then you've saved billions of dollars. Mm. And so there, there, we have had great success uh, with one very large um, automotive company by reducing in the range of 12% to um, the prototyping aspect. Mm -hmm. mm. And I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm digging too far but when I think about, of course, you know, the sales of the virtual soldier and the sense of going and being in these different, these different parts of the country or, these, um, or like car companies and places like that, like, is the government the one that's benefiting from that in the sense of, you know, getting money to help fund the research or is it all going towards uh, just research? Uh, I'd say it's both so our main function at the University of Iowa is R&D okay and so we we take uh, the money in and there's been a lot of money expended on the, on the, uh, developing Santos in the 60 million dollar range uh, and above and that goes towards basic and applied research to create the technology mm -hmm. and so once it is created which is now it's pretty mature uh, we also have spun off a company that's outside of the university, but it's spun off from the university. Yeah. And that has the uh, responsibility for selling Santos okay. as, as software. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's about 40 uh, universities now around the country that use Santos in their education and research, or all of that. Do you okay. make sure Santos wears like a University of Iowa cap or something? Get out of here. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Have a me love corn. Yep. Or be a Hawkeye fan. Herky. Herky. It's Herky actually too. Herky. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Where do you see this technology in the next I always want to say ten years, but obviously like that's ten years is oh my gosh, like in the world of technology and how it's evolving. That's crazy. We could be on Mars in ten years. I mean, I'm just just saying, but in the next couple years. Virtual soldier could. What? The virtual soldier could. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the I, next I'm episode. just brainstorming here. No, the, from my standpoint, uh, the, 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 the next leap that needs to be able to take is for us, uh, the model, Santos model, to be able to break the cognitive code 
he can you can train him to do or her to do various skills, as Kareem pointed out. But uh, the avatar doesn't have the ability to think on its own. So we, you, we, until you can until we bridge the cognitive piece, uh, that's the next major step I think that needs to occur, particularly for um, military practice, uh, you know, practice and that kind of thing. We got to be able to have a, a, a soldier replica be able to think and know what to do if he's getting shot at, for example. Well, duck, I hope. Well, you know, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's not one of the cognitive things that the computer model oh. can do. And you can explain that. Do you think that's the, possible? It's like the, yeah, I think the cognitive? Uh, I, I think event, I don't know. Well, you're, I, you're the expert. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm <laughs> That's not incredible. A, yeah, I'm not an expert in, in, in that area, but it, you know, think of cognitive as... Uh, Right now, we're looking at cars to be self-driven, mm-hmm. autonomous, mm-hmm. right? And so you're trying to teach a computer everything there is about driving a car. Avoidance and, and lanes and lights. And so as simple as a task as it is, which is just driving a car, one simple cognitive, look how long it's taken us to uh, enable that right. and, and to let it go, whether it's Tesla or any of the other big companies, you know. So imagine now trying to create a human brain, an entire brain, mm. and plugging it into Santos and say, okay, you know, today you're going to be a 18 year old. You're on your own. You'll go do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's we're pretty far. Mm-hmm. We're I've pretty got chills. That. That's incredible. I don't know why, <laughs> but my mind is going to iRobot. I don't I don't know why. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that with Will Smith. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that of course, just the evolution and the innovation of the virtual soldier i'm excited to see and excited to follow now because to be honest i didn't really know a lot about it um but hopefully of course this podcast can help and of course push that to the world yeah because yeah they're not doing well i think this podcast is going to be the one thing that sets (laughs) you guys off i'm just saying just for some iowa that might be here that might not know about that that's right that's incredible that you think it would be i'm gonna try to answer your question about five years from today well, oh. I, you kind of answered it. it was just that's that's in, that's insane. I've got so many questions, but I don't know if they would. I, I think it would be way off topic at this point. But um, I'm very excited to see that kind of grow, and, and the fact that it's from the University of Iowa, which is just incredible. Um, I like that is awesome, and that you know we've got we've got someone who doesn't really want. Like I feel like you've got some Iowa Iowan in you where you'd rather sit back and let someone else talk but I appreciate you coming on and um, giving us uh, some information about that that is incredible that is sorry I'm just like I'm I'm speechless (laughs) like that is insane that we'd have that for sure no so yeah so we definitely appreciate uh, you Kareem coming on and also yourself uh, General Wallace I think that is such a Cool way just to introduce yourself. Yeah. Though, man. Uh, that's that's is that on your uh, passport? Is that you just changed your name, General Wallace? No, it just has my name, like just anybody name. else. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't get anything for free. You don't go in and say, "Listen, I no, I would." That you're a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Lots Thank of places I don't want him to know I have that background because you know you don't know what the action's going to be. True. That's very true. True. Yeah. true. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And thank you. I know you guys are busy saving the world so thank you so much thank you both yeah, appreciate it. 
thanks so much to our guests, Kareem Malik and Major General Stuart Wallace for coming on the show. You can learn more about the Virtual Soldier Program on the University of Iowa's Technology Institute website. That's iti.uiowa.edu slash labs. And if you love this show, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also visit our blog, nubo.co slash blog, to find key takeaways, summarized and detailed. This podcast is produced and distributed by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, go to uploadmediagroup.com. Finally, we would love it if you could consider a donation to Nuboco. Your contributions to our nonprofit help us continue to serve innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs across the state of Iowa. To learn more, please visit nubo.co slash donate. Happy one year, Anthony. Thank you so much, Jessica. You're so welcome. <laughs> Here's some more. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.